best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets, casket is top. You be seeing helmet after helmet, helmet after helmet. First place, second place, fifth place, eighth place, twelfth place, fifteen, sixteen, twenty. So many helmets, you got blurred vision, we got too many. Get your check. Oh man. They got us fucked up. Army, regroup. We pledge always to have that edge. We don't fire warning shots. Competition just dropped. We locked and loaded before lock. Whatever the time, yeah. Do you even correlate? Being the best requires a willingness to outwork your competition. There's always someone smarter, faster, sharper. More naturally gifted. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It is Josh Thomas, a.k.a. DFS Up North, here with a brand new Hitting Bombs PGA podcast brought to you by Majors Challenge. All right. I am here alone this week. Typically, we'd have Taco or Geek or somebody here with me, but I am running this ship solo today, and I'm so excited because we now have a brand new podcast sponsor, and it is MajorsChallenge.com. If you haven't heard of MajorsChallenge.com before, don't worry, because you're going to, all right? This is a, a somewhat new site that has taken a, a concept that, you know, many of us, if you've, you know, obviously if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you've played golf before, maybe you haven't, but uh, a lot of us have been in golf pools in the past, right? Uh, whether it's at your local clubhouse or with some, I play in a golf pool with my buddies, right? Like, so what they've done and what Dan's done here over at Majors Challenge is taken these golf pools and brought them all online with live scoring and live leaderboards. So it's like DFS in a sense, but it's with you and your buddies and you can play for $0. You can play for a dollar a point. And now I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you guys how it all works here today. Um, we're going to take a look at the website. We're going to, uh, we're running a DFS army hitting bombs, PGA podcast listener league there this week. Uh, first place is going to get a, um, a, a DFS army swag bag and a month long subscription to sports bet army. They've been crushing it over there. Uh, if you are able to sport bet sports bet in your state, like it is such a, or if not, like I, I, I use, I'm not allowed to sports bet in Minnesota, but we use offshores like my bookie and, um, have, have had a ton of success there too. So that, that is what the winner of this week gets. And not only do you get a, uh, the swag bag, the sports bet army month subscription, but you also get to come on the Hitting Bombs podcast next week to talk about your lineup, how you crafted it, what you thought of the site, um, and just tell me what what your thought process was. So you get to come on, chat with me for a couple of minutes, talk about uh, everything that you liked about Majors Challenge. Because uh, again, like I am, like this is such a fun, fun site, and I am so excited uh, about using it. So, like, without further ado. I want to take a look at Majors Challenge before we get going here. So obviously, if you're listening on podcast, uh, you can go to MajorsChallenge.com. You can click on the link to the DFS Army uh, Listener League in the description here on YouTube. Or if you are looking at this, watching this on the website at DFSArmy.com, uh, there will be a link there to direct you right to uh, our DFS Army Listener League at MajorsChallenge.com. So like I said, MajorsChallenge.com is a basically a place where you can um, play pools for 
your tournament or for whatever tournament you want. So like this week um, is Memorial, right? And how it works is that you pick golfers in four separate groups or categories, right? Um, there's group A, group B, group C, and group D. Group A is the top 10% of, uh, of the golfers in the official world golf rankings. Group B is the next 20%. Group C is the following 30. And group D is the bottom 40% uh, of the field by official world golf ranking. All right. For group A, you pick three starters, three starters for B, four starters for C and two starters for D. Um, and if you look here, you can see like that group A, right? And so it's guys like Cantley, DeChambeau, Johnson, Kepka, Leishman, Rory, uh, JT, Tiger, Webb, Xander. So of that group, you're going to pick three golfers and we're going to come back. I'm going to actually build my lineup on here. Um, uh, at the end of the podcast today. So stick around for that. Um, but then group B, same thing, three golfers. It's guys like answer Finau, Fitz, Rory, or I mean, Ricky, Sergio Hovland, guys like that. And then group C where you have to now pick four and you pick an alternate for each two. So you never get hurt by a WD, right? If somebody pulls out your alternate just slides in. Um, and then the toughest, you know, I, I think, and where, where a lot of these contests are, are won and lost is in group D. All right. And group D is that bottom 40%. You only have to pick two there, but it's tough. You know, are you going to take Ernie Els? Are you going to take Jimmy Herman or, or Hollywood Tom Hoagie? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough, uh, tough group. Sometimes you get a guy who's playing hot that maybe just hasn't vaulted up the, the official world golf rankings yet. Uh, but it's, you know, like I said, it is a tough uh, section to pick guys in, but now how do the contests work? Right. So I'm going to look at, we have what's called what the, at this site is the $250,000 perfect team challenge. This is beyond what, uh, if you sign up for the, the DFS army contest, right. You might as well just put your name in for the $250,000 perfect team challenge because you can win $250,000. If you pick the exact perfect team for the, the event. Every single week, you have a chance of winning $250,000 for free. Now, it's really hard to do, right? Um, we look at last week's contest. Uh, team number one was a combined, or the team that won first was a combined 87 under par, right? And that's really, like, that's all you need to know in scoring. It's not about birdies. It's not about eagles. I mean, it, technically, I guess it is, but it's not. there's no streaks. There's nothing like that. You are just trying to get as far under par as possible all right so and then each team beyond if you're going to play for money right so if first place is minus 87 right um and then if you look in this contest third place was 66 uh they owe right 21 points so whether if you're playing for a nickel or a dime you know that's two dollars and ten cents if you're playing for a dollar it's 21 dollars, right and everybody pays that out Major challenge does not take care of any of the money. That's on you if you build, you know, like I, I have a, a a league that I play in with guys. Somebody else takes care of the money. We 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 send checks or cash or whatever to him. Um, but so like this is something that if you wanted to go at your golf club, right? That's what we've uh major challenge uh sells a lot of subscriptions to golf clubs, right? Uh, you know, you can play major's challenge with the guys at your golf club for, you know, like last week was the workday open, right? Um, you can do it with, you know, I, my father-in-law, right. Uh, older guy loves golf. He's never going to play on DraftKings, right? He's never going to play on DraftKings. He's not, he's not a gam. This isn't gambling to him though. Right. It's all, oh, I get to pick these guys. I got to send, you know, Josh 20, $21 or whatever after, you know, the, the contest, like if I, if I'm terrible, um, but 
that's kind of what they're looking at here. And again, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, right? And, and I play in some big contests here on Majors Challenge with uh, a group of guys that I know that, you know, when you have 200 and 300 people in the contest and, and everybody's, you know, paying in 20, $21, things like that, uh, that gets to be a pretty big prize pool. So whether you're playing with 10 guys, you know, whatever, it's, it's a, it's a great deal. Again, I'll come back. We'll talk about how I kind of go through and, and pick my team for this. Uh, again, it is free for you to play. If you are going to build your own contest, they are free every week until a major. All right. On the majors, you got to pay a dollar an entry. So if you have, you know, 10 guys playing two lineups a piece, you got to pay the site 20 bucks. If you're not playing on the majors though, right, it is free. So you can play with your buddies for money for free, which is awesome. Right. Um, so again, we're going to have the, the majors challenge contest for DFS army subs for that DFS army swag bag, right? You get one of these hats, shirts, things like that. Um, uh, sports bet army subscription and podcast guest spot. So I know some of the guys in our, in our, in our coaching channels talking about how they want to come on and talk. This is your chance, right? Build the best lineup, uh, you know, and get in. Let's, 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 uh, yuck it up and talk about your lineup next week. So, uh, like I said, I'm so excited about this, uh, this partnership here with majors challenge, like that DFS army contest. My goal is by this time tomorrow, 24 hours that we have a hundred guys in there. There's no reason we can't, we have enough people that play PGA. Uh, let's support this site. Let's get out there, get in, um, and, and join up and, and see how fun it is with us this week. And then next week, you know, maybe if you want to build a lineup, you know, a contest with your buddies, things like that, like that's, it's such a, uh, a fun site to play on. And it's so simple. It's not complicated. It's, Hey, how many under par was, you know, Russell Henley, he's minus 11, boom, you're minus 11, right? The lowest score in your contest wins. Um, and if you miss a cut, right, you're going to take the highest score on the weekend. So if somebody is plus seven, that's the score you got. I think that's what it was last week. So like I said, this is like, it's such a fun site. It's so easy to use. I'm going to have some tutorials up on the website at dfsarmy.com for you guys to check it out because uh, it is, like I said, a lot of fun, and, and I'm so excited that they they came on. Um, if you got if you already are a Sports Bet Army member, uh, this Statsational John plays in this contest, uh, in these contests as well. He's the one who set me up with these guys, uh, and like I said, it's just been a lot of fun. The last I was I was really getting into this before the big break for the pandemic, and then we ended up with uh you know taking three months off so i was excited to roll this out to you guys back in march and now we're in the middle of july right uh, and that's just the way it goes but again like i said i i'm super pumped for for this contest uh make sure you join sign up below right it should be here in the in the youtube description or on the dfs army webpage. i'll send something out in slack as well let's get guys in there it's gonna be a lot of fun and when we when i once i get done talking about the players in the field this week we're gonna go back uh to the major challenge website and i'm gonna build my lineup for this week so don't copy me all right and if i win uh, anybody who's in the contest has to pay me a hundred dollars um no i'm just kidding i i will not win i'm sure somebody will uh, come up clutch and, and uh maybe use one of the guys that i talked about against me right so like i said majorschallenge.com check it out this week we are back at memorial for the second time in a row. This is unprecedented, right? We have never had a golf event that is two weeks in a row at the same course, all right? I was expecting, so 
uh, every Monday, the golf course superintendents send out a tournament fact sheet that says like, hey, what does the course look like? What are some changes? Have we done anything? What's the rough length? What's the surfaces? All that jazz, right? For for nerds like me, uh, I get excited when I when I click on the on the golf course superintendent website and see kind of what everybody's or what what the what the what it looks like for the week, right? But I was expecting to see that they were going to say like, hey, we grew up the rough or hey, we um, are speeding up the greens. And really, they, they didn't tell us anything this week. So my assumption and the rumor on Twitter and out there is that the, the rough is going to be longer this week and that the greens are going to be faster. All right. Now, is that going to happen? I don't know. The weather this week looks like there's it's summer. It's Ohio. There's a chance of rain every single day. Right. So. I think that with that, it's going to be hot as well. So what's going to happen to the grass? It's going to naturally grow pretty thick. All right. Um, and we saw last week that the green started to get a little bit faster and harder as the weekend went on. I'm curious to see how it's going to play with all the divots in the fairways. But if that rough is longer and the greens are faster, that tells me two things, right? That number one, we want to focus on guys that are going to get um, gain strokes off the tee right? That's going to be huge, but also finding fairways. Uh, uh, and then I want to uh, maybe target some guys who maybe didn't play last week and didn't putt that well. If they're going to speed up the greens, what we know is that faster greens sort of level the playing field for everybody because you're taking out one of the one of the variables, right? Um, so not only basically with fast greens, if you get it online, it's going in, all right? With slow greens, now you got to get it online and get the speed right. On these fast tabletop greens, it really does sort of bring in some of these guys who are poor putters. So maybe a guy like Corey Connors, who really struck it well last week, but lost a zillion strokes putting, right, could be a good play. So what I want to do before we we sort of talk about the the, the, the salaries, I'm going to go through 10K, 9K, 8K, 7K, look at that. But I want to take a look at uh, a new thing that we have on the DFS Army website, which is a leaderboard. And again, another shout out to my boy Wagner for, for getting this thing set up. But I want to look at and see what did the top 10 do well last week? All right. What did they do well? Like if, if they played well here, why? Right. What did they do well? So let's take a look at, uh, and this is again for DFS Army uh, VIPs, right? I update this multiple times during the day. Um, and then each night so that we can use it for showdown. We had some great success uh, with showdown last week, looking at our new strokes gain leaderboard and mostly because of some of the, the things that we put in here, like this event average, right? So I can look and see that. Let me scroll to the. Oh, I got us do A to Z. Yeah, there we go. Um, I can see like, hey, who is playing above there? You know, Morikawa is putting above his average for putting or Hovland is, you know, the opposite, right? So seeing that event average was huge. But let's look at for the whole tournament, what do these guys do well, right? So we can see that. The top two guys, Morikawa and Justin Thomas. Before I even get there, like, what a leaderboard. What a finish. Like, it, I was sad that it was on in the morning on, like, CBS. I had to download the CBS Sports app on my TV. Like, are you kidding me? Um, to watch this, but it was unreal golf. Like, they go to a playoff and JT drops a 50-foot bomb for birdie. Goes nuts. Morikawa says, hold my beer. Drops it in on the side door. He couldn't keep it up, but it, it just hung on enough to drop in. Like, 
it, it unreal playoff. Couldn't have you know, excited that Morikawa one. Would have loved for JT to win too. Um, but it was just a fantastic finish. So again, looking at what these guys did well, we can see that the top four guys all were really pretty good in approach. All right. The interesting thing that I was surprised about when I looked at this earlier today, and I know that our boy Archie in the Slack was talking about it too, was how well even, you know, we go down here, everybody, everybody's gaining strokes off the tee. All right. And if they're not gaining strokes off the tee, they're putting the lights out like our boy Seifert here um, or Xander, right? Minus 0.22 off the tee for the week, 1.45 averaging putting. Um, Jones, similar. So if you're not crushing it off the tee and hitting fairways and putting yourselves in good position, then you better be putting well. All right. So I think when, when you're thinking about your player pool this week, if you're going to, if you're going to pick a guy that is not very good off the tee, then he better put lights out here. Um, Sabs, right? Sabs, not great off the tee, but he was pretty good um, everywhere else. Defoe, our boy MJ, like what a story. Guy has no status. He's won 48K in his career. Lost almost a full stroke off the tee for the event, but gained 2.3, right? So we, we get an idea again of what do you need to do well here, right? The guys that we saw do really, really well had a combination of off the tee, approach, and putting, all right? You know, Hovland didn't putt particularly well, but he really made up for it with his off the tee game. So having some sort of combination of those three is huge. Around the green doesn't matter. It never does. What you want to see with around the green is just that they're doing, that they're okay. They're not terrible, right? Because guys that are terrible off the green are going to be um, towards the back of the pack. But like, look at JJ uh, Spawn, he gained 1.25 strokes around the green. That's great. That was best in the field. Shot 200 and finished 57 second. It's not predictable um, in terms of, hey, like, what are you doing well here? But if you're not very good at it, you're probably going to struggle too. But, you know, Cameron Champ, minus one, he finished 67th, right? He, he had some struggles around the green, um, especially in round three. But again, you look over here, and that's not surprising. A uh, guy that loses a ton of strokes around the green total. But Sam Ryder was able to get a, get around that and, and finish, you know, almost lost a full stroke around the green, but was crushing it approach and, and with his putters too. So he was able to get around it. Keegan Bradley, similar, right? Streels, not great around the green, but if you putt well, nothing else matters. So again, we want to find guys this week that are going to be, you know, strong off the tee, strong approach. And, and I don't like to target putters, but if, you know, they, they show that recently they've been putting well, I think that's a, that's a, a good sign, you know, and we look at this leaderboard again and we find outside, you know, kind of the rookies that, that played well, we see that, you know, a lot of guys with some good success here, Streelman, Horschel, Cantley, Day. Eh, Day has no great history here. Jones, Burns, Sabs, right? Guys that just have had a ton of success here over the years are typically the ones that, you know, they typically do come out here and play well. All right. So that's sort of the model of the player that I want to look at, right? Again, if you're a DFS Army VIP, you can find all of that in our research station, right? I'm not going to give away all, all the all the goods here tonight for this free podcast, but um, if you are a DFS Army a VIP, uh, you get access to my Chalk Donkey video that I, that comes out on Wednesdays that we look at the ownership a little bit more. Um, and then I break down some of the stuff in the research station to show like, hey, who's a good play where? 
helps us get on guys like we were on Seifert last week. Uh, we we saw you know something in Ricky Fowler. Uh, maybe guys that you know aren't necessarily the, the thing about DFS golf guys is that the chalk plays are chalk plays for a reason, right? Because they're the easy good plays. We know that golf is extremely variant and we're going to see big swings from guys, you know, guys, you know, the best golfers in the world miss the cut 20% of the time, right? The best golfers in the world don't win every single week, right? Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the world. He's going to put up hundred yards and a touchdown uh, on average every single week, right? And probably hit value. Rory McIlroy is the best golfer in the world, in my opinion, he's not going to do that every single week. He's not going to be in the top 10 every single week. Bryson DeChambeau is not going to be in the top 10 every single week, although he has been lately. Um, but it's just the consistency that we see in other sports from the studs, we just don't see it in DFS golf. And that is why I really do think that ownership plays a big role. And, and you know, we're not playing on, and then again, we're not playing on the same course every single week, right? This week we are, but typically we're not, you know, we're going course to course to course, and there's different challenges, you know, different green types, there's different rough length, there's, you know, different sight lines off the tee. There's so much variance just in the setup that we end up seeing guys that are, you know, Chase Seiferts, who are, you know, 300 and something in the world come out and finish fourth, right? It's impressive. We never, we don't see, you don't see that in other sports. You don't see, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's backup, Alex Arma, rushing for four touchdowns, right? Which is essentially, at Seifert's price, what he did. He smashed, uh, you know, 15x to his, his value here, right? So that's what I love about golf. Um, and again, I love breaking that down and showing those trends and things in the research station to help you guys uh, with your lineup construction. And, and that's why... Um, you know, I really think that DFS Army is the best is we don't just give you these tools. We don't just show you the numbers. We show you how, how to read the numbers, how to, how to look at them and, and, and how to make these decisions yourself. Uh, again, uh, what I, there are, there are definitely, definitely weeks and days and uh, every time, whether it's showdown four day, whatever that DFS Army subs are like, Hey, why aren't you on this guy? And my question is always, or my, I always ask the question back, well, talk me into it. Right. And there's been multiple times that I've been like, nope, yep, you you got it. Like, you're right. I missed that um, and have changed my player pool because of that. And and it's because they've been taught, you know, our our subscribers and VIPs here are all excellent players. You know, that, that DFS Army from average Joes to pros, like the guys in our Slack chat, you know, like, yeah, I'm the coach here and, and, and Taco's a coach here and Kevin and whatever, but there are some really, really, really good players in our in our Slack chat, in our coaching channels that talk about, you know, their strategy. And I learn as much from you guys as you do, as you do from me, hopefully. And again, that's, that's what I love about DFS Army. If you're not a VIP, like uh, one price, all sports, use that code, Josh, or not Josh, DFS up North or up. I think it's just up North. It gets you 20% off. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen here. Like you're definitely missing out. Okay. Let's get to the field. All right, we got to talk a little bit about the field here before we go. And then I am going to head back to the Majors Challenge and talk about my lineup for this week's contest. All right, so going to break down the field by salary range. All right, so if we look here, I should have this thing up for the memorial. Yep. Okay. So we have six players that are priced above 10 this week. So we've got uh, Bryson leading the way. 
surprised that he's not a little bit higher in price here. So again, we only have 133 players. So this is a little bit of a smaller field. And, you know, I was with these strong, strong field events. What's DraftKings going to do or what's FanDuel going to do? They're going to make it fairly soft pricing. What What is soft pricing, right? Soft pricing is when you have when you can make pretty much every lineup look awesome. All right. Um, that's maybe the easiest way to describe it, that you can fit in six studs, right? So in a, in a, in a week where we maybe have a full field, we could see Bryson at like 11, seven. And that's a lot. That's $600 for your top guys, a lot harder to swallow. Um, you know, when the pricing is a little bit tighter than it is now, right? So 1100, like you can fit any of these guys and feel really, really good about it. We got Bryson, JT, oh, sorry, five, not six guys. Bryson, JT, Rory, Dustin, um, and Colin Morikawa all here in the above 10K range, right? Your your stud range. Uh, Morikawa obviously just won last week. He put on an absolute clinic with, with his irons. I don't expect that to really change right we've seen bryson be an absolute stud the last couple of weeks um what's he's got his recent results are just <laughs> stupid so first the record mortgage six at travelers eighth at heritage third at schwab and then before the break he was fourth at the arnold palmer like that's insane right so what do you do with bryson here he's a winner at this event he won here two years ago he's obviously very comfortable with the setting um comfortable with the setup it, it, for me, uh, it's really going to come down to what we see for ownership projections, right? Uh, you don't, with these studs, you don't necessarily, and especially in a week like this, you don't necessarily need to be super far over. You just need to make a couple of stands. So for me, what I'm looking at this week here is I'm going to play Bryson. I'm going to, and I'm going to be five, 10% over the field, right? If he's 25%, I'll have 30. If he is, uh, you know, 35% a lot, 40, 30, maybe 40, you know, somewhere in that range where I'm going to get a little bit of leverage on the field with Bryson, because obviously he sets up extremely well here. He's got great history. He's playing unreal. I think the wheels maybe fall off at some point, especially if we see some really thick rough because he's not as accurate off the tee, but it, he should be able to overpower this course. Um, and then the other guy I'm really going to take a stand on is is Rory. Um, I'm going to be uh, all over Rory here. Uh, hasn't played since the Travelers where he was T11. He hasn't been elite um, in his return here, but he does have two top 10s at this course. Missed the cut here last year when he was struggling with his putter for sure. Uh, but Rory's firing on all cylinders. And I think with, with JT and Morikawa and even maybe DJ getting a little bit extra ownership, I can be really over the field on Rory here. So, so for me, like Bryson and Rory are the two guys that I'm going to be all, all over to try to really gain leverage. And then I'm just going to try to be around the field on the other guys. All right. I might be a little bit under on Morikawa and, and JT, maybe a little bit over on DJ, but you know, again, I think that if I'm playing one lineup, right. I'm just going to play Bryson and uh, I'll probably play Rory and move on, right? Just because of the ownership perspective in a GPP. But like Rory or Bryson are my guy. If I'm building 20, I probably have a little bit of everybody. If I'm building 150, then that's that's really what I'm talking about here when I'm saying like, okay, do we get a little bit of leverage here? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have access to, to all three. 
or all five of them. So as we go down into the 9K, we have Patrick Cantlay, who was the chalk last week, right? Everybody played Cantlay, and he really kind of struggled, right? Um, let me see. I'm going to go back to my strokes gain leaderboard. He went nutso on Sunday, which was really disappointing, right? Um, but in round two, we lost 1.28 strokes off the green in, or, uh, in approach. Uh, round three was just mediocre, really putted poorly. He really struggled with a, with a left miss at the beginning of the week with his driver um, and seemed to figure that out as the week went on and came out on Sunday and gained almost five strokes approach, which is incredible. He didn't putt great. He's not a great putter, but um, you know, gaining strokes putting for him means that he's probably making a lot of birdies and he shot minus seven right now. Again, I wish that Cantlay had been minus three, minus two, but shooting minus seven at this price point, he's probably going to be really, really popular this week. I like him a ton anyways, but he's going to be popular Webb coming back. Here's the deal. So Webb is what seventh in salary this week. Webb is the, oh, I think I don't have Hoblin on this sheet, but he's right in here in the nine case too. But Webb is with a win going to be the number one player in the world. Webb Simpson with a win will be the number one player in the world. Now he's priced seventh. So what does that tell you? It screams value. All right. My concern is that he hasn't been great here. I saw something today on the internet that he's only broken seven or what? 73 times at this course. Um, now that being said, the course doesn't set itself up as a birdie fest all that often. And, and 70 is minus two, right? And you shoot 74 times you're at minus eight. Um, but makes me a little concerned, but Webb has never played better golf than he has, uh, in the last six months, right? We're talking eighth, the rocket mortgage won the heritage. I missed the cut in his first, first event back here, but like the guy's just been absolutely on real Hovland at 95 uh again gonna be very very chalky i think um i was on the Hovland fade train last week i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to do that again needs to see some ownership uh decky faded on the weekend but he absolutely crushed it all week with his irons if we get faster greens, I think that really benefits him here. He's crushing it. He's hitting it close, uh, but he's just, he's got that little pull going with his putter. Hopefully a little bit faster greens. He'll be in better shape. He's got good history here. Um, Let me see here. Yeah. Sixth last in two, last year, 13th, the year before fifth back in 2015. The guys played really well here over the years. Um, and I, I have a ton of love for Decky. Uh, Xander. I don't have a ton of love for him. I'm going to come back to John Ram here in a second. I'm not in love with Xander this week. Uh, he just barely made the cut last week, got a little hot on the weekend. Um, but it just, at 9,200, I think he might be popular. And, and a 20% owned Xander Shoffley, like just has, I have no interest. Uh, but with everybody in this range, uh, the two lowest owned players are probably going to be John Ram and Brooks Kepka. That's two of the top five players in the world. So if we can get, I mean, obviously, like I was all, I'll admit I was all in on Brooks last week. I was wrong. He crushed whatever, thought he played great coming in on Friday. Just couldn't quite make the cut, but Ram, uh, struggled with the putter, struggled with the holes, but really, really got it going on Sunday. Right. Uh, he ended up finishing. Let me see here. 
Got hot on Sunday, shot minus eight. Whew! That's incredible. 4.31 approach, actually gained strokes with his putter um, for the was first time all week. Oh, no, we gained strokes in round one, too. Uh, but, like, Ram has shown that he can tear this course up if he's rolling, right? Um, he putted well under his baseline. Uh, I think that at 9,300, like this is going to be, this will be a core play for me probably on my cheat sheet this week. I, I really like Ram. Uh, I really like a bounce background for Brooks. And then, I mean, Tiger's 9K and, and he's won here five times. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to play him, right? So I think Tiger's definitely in play as well. As we go down the list here into the 8K range, now we get into, you know, these guys are priced up for a reason, right? Everybody over 9K is priced there for a reason. They are going to be popular. They're good players. They're top 20 players in the world, right? So you got to take a few stands, right? Maybe just be a little bit underweight, a little bit overweight. But now as we get down into this 8K, the 7K and below 7K range, this is where I think you want to start making some stands. I'm all for, like, you can get a lot of exposure to the guys above 10K, and then make some stands below 7K. Some weeks, it's where you want to make a really big stand above 9K, 10K, and say, I'm only playing this guy, I'm only playing this guy. And that's in fields where, you know, maybe there only is one or two studs. We've got 15 guys that are absolute studs priced above uh, 9K this week. So they're all in play. Um, but now as we go down here, if we're going to play a lot of these guys, now we got to make, make, some, make some adjustments, right? down low. So some of the guys that I really like uh, in the 8, 8K range, obviously Ricky was big on Ricky last week. Uh, I thought he was well. Uh, I thought he was great. Justin Rose is going to be a no-go for me. I mean, maybe he's a great leverage play and nobody's going to play him. He shot like plus 10 last week. Um, Daniel Berger, obviously one of the hottest golfers in the world right now. Uh, his recent results are third and first. Hey, not bad. What's his history here though? Berger, I remember when Berger, like he legitimately just played well at WGC FedEx, but now he's turning into a stud. Um, I think he's going to be really popular at this price tag. I will very ha him and Woodland, right? I will very happily switch my shares from Woodland and, and Berger to Fowler. Um, so for me, like, I think they're viable. Woodland obviously was really good last week. He switched his driver, went back to a ping driver, really crushed it off the tee. Um, I can see here he was, uh, yeah, his event average for off the tee was 0.2.85. The issue with old Gary Boy last week was that he putted out of his mind. Like his last 10 rounds have been pretty good. He's been putting well, but he putted two times better than what he's been averaging. So we're ex I'm expecting that we see a little bit of a fallback here, right? Same thing with actually Morikawa. I could see a Morikawa come back to the field a little bit with his putter as well. Um, so like I said, I'm Fowler ended up, where did he drop back to 22nd? He was one over on Sunday, struggled there. Um, but he putted about average. He was a little bit better around the green. Ricky's approach numbers were not great. Um, could have been better. He hit a couple in the water and that sort of skews those at times, but Ricky was really good off the tee and that's where he was struggling earlier in the year was that he had that left right miss so he would over he'd miss left and then he'd over correct and back to the right but for so for him to gain strokes off the tee is really really huge um round three he absolutely crushed t to green 3.04 crushed it with his putter in round three so we've seen ricky do really well here um i don't love the price tag but 
again, I think that's going to keep his ownership down big time. Uh, as we move along down here, answer coming back, obviously was one of the hotter golfers in the world here, uh, prior to the break, definitely interested in answer. I've never played Patrick Reed. Um, Tony Fino. All right. My boy, Tony. All right. Recent results for Tony 53rd at the rocket mortgage cut 33rd, 23rd at the Schwab 33rd at the heritage. Um, Fino has taken a week off. Right. Uh, and went back to Utah and really worked on his swing. If you watch, if you've ever watched Tony Finau before, you know that he only brings it about halfway back. He's now getting a John Daly reach in, right? Pulling it back and really pounding the ball. Uh, he was hitting it over uh, with over 200 miles per hour club head speed, which is incredible. Uh, I think think that Finau is going to be maybe a sneaky play here at 8,300. Uh, what's his history? Missed the cut last year, but he's got a 13th, 40th, 11th, and an 8th. I think this course sets up really, really well for Finau. Uh, I'm going to be in. Uh, he's going to be close to a core play for me this week. The guy scores really well. Uh, his around the green game has really improved lately. So when he's missing greens, he's able to get up and down and save par. Uh, if this course plays a little tougher, I really like Finau this week. Um, as we continue down, Sung Jay's fine. You know, he scores. Jason Day had a had a huge resurgence here last week. Really, he's been kind of, you know, recent results have been very mediocre. He's missed almost half his cuts. Um, but a T7 last week, uh, you know, he's from the area. He lives on course. Definitely worth uh, a look here. Uh, Kucher, obviously 8k, he's fine. He's in play. Uh, as we go down, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of scroll through these a little bit faster. Neiman's fine. Uh, Casey's what are we going to do with Casey, right? It's his first week back. I'm not sure what's going to happen to him. Uh, he hasn't played in a minute since the travelers. He was okay there. His history here is he missed the cut in 2016 and I'm not sure after that. So not great. <laughs> um, so I think he's fine. I really, I really like what Sergio's doing uh, with his game lately. He's really where Sergio really struggled was a short game, right? And that's when he went through that that slump, right? He was putting terribly. He was couldn't chip anything, um, and he's really seen a resurgence in that part of his game. And his iron play has been unreal. Tita Green, he has been crushing it. Um, so I'm a big, big, big Sergio fan. Leishman looked terrible last week but he's got great history here. He's a big, like I might go back there, but the one guy I will for sure go back to is Jordan Spieth. Um, there was enough in his game last week to get me a little bit excited thinking that, you know what, if he can make some pars here or make some pars here and turn these doubles where he, you know, chips it back and forth over the green three times, like that's not him, right? He usually is the best around the green player in the world. Spieth, definitely a guy that I'm on. Benny on. Made a charge, got screwed by the rain delay. Definitely worth playing this week. Poulter, all right. I'm gonna. I think Poulter's gonna be really, really popular at 7,600 this week. In cash, you want to play Poulter, right? Especially if that's where he's projecting in, in terms of ownership. But in GPP, like it's gonna be almost a full fade for me. The guy just putted out of his mind. Um, he made everything he looked at, and the rest of his game was not great. And again, you can go look at that PGA Strokes game leaderboard. I'll leave that up until Thursday, right? I'm not changing it. If you're a DFS Army VIP, go back and look and see, hey, round around, what did guys do? Streels, great history here, 7,600, though. Uh, I'll, I'll play him. I think Billy Horschel's really interesting. He made a big charge up the board uh, on the weekend after you know barely making the cut on Friday. Uh, definitely a guy that I want I want exposure to. Sabs I like. Not a big Redmond fan here. 
um, or Kiz. I'm going to jump on Connors though. Uh, I just, I, I can't see Connors losing that many strokes putting again. Um, he's a terrible putter, terrible putter. Uh, obviously he, he wasn't as bad as <laughs> he wasn't as bad as Keegan last week, but he just had something almost in every round that really hurt him. Uh, you know, so round four, he lost two strokes putting. Round three, lost three strokes around the green. That's awful. On um, round two, right? Uh, was pretty good in round two, actually. That's when he when he went low and made the cut. Round one, minus three strokes putting. So again, I'm I'm definitely gonna be back in on 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 my boy Corey Khan Coco next week at that price. Hadwin's interesting. The Canadians really tore it up here last week, so they're all in play. Not playing Wolf. Not playing Bubba. I think English might be interesting coming back. Louis. 7,300. Okay. Louis was in great shape. And tell his final nine, right? Like, he really played pretty well all week. He had one... Wait, am I looking at Louis here? Yeah. Louis gained three and a half strokes approach in round one. Five strokes tee to green. Round two was pretty good. Round three, he lost five strokes approach. <laughs> round four, he lost two strokes approach, one stroke putting. So, Louis got to the weekend and really struggled. But at 7,300, a guy like Louie in a field like this, like, ah, he could be interesting here. He could definitely be interesting. So I'm, I'm willing to get back on board there. Shane Lowry, no. Bradley's really good here. He just can't putt. Scheffler, I think, is interesting. Kevin Nahn's probably going to WD with a back injury again. He says he's playing. I don't believe it. Joel Damon, are you willing to go back to Joel Damon this week after uh, the disaster of Joel Damon chalk last week. I, I, I could be talked into it. Brendan Steele, I think is really, um, the guy just crushed it like with his irons all week. I'm definitely going to be on steel here again. Glover. I think at 7,100 Glover is probably cash play this week. Uh, if you want to, he makes a ton of cuts. He just doesn't ever really make enough birdies to get into it. Uh, Danny Willett could be sneaky. EVR, I don't know that I trust Van Ryan on a course where I really need him to to hit fairways. Poston was, I mean, it felt like a, a couple weeks ago he was 9K, right? Now he's 7K, but that's what happens. When, when you live by the putter, you die by the putter. So he could be a value here. I could I could get talked into Poston, but I, I probably won't have any. Uh, now below 7K, I didn't, I didn't put the whole list here, but I just wanted to highlight some of the guys that I really like this week. So we were on Nick Taylor at 3% or whatever percent ownership last week. Me and Taco both loved him, thought he was a great play. Definitely going to be going back to the well with Taylor. He struggled on Sunday, made a big couple of big numbers out there, but he's he's going to be a, a, a good look this week. You know I love my boy Bazoonhout, right? Christian, guy's an elite, elite, elite iron player. So don't sleep on Bazoonhout here. Uh, he thrives on, on these tougher courses. I think that he's definitely going to be uh, in the mix at 6,900. Lanto, great on Thursday, really struggled on Friday. Um, and that's sort of that's sort of the way that, that Lantel plays. If you look at his showdown scoring statistics, at round one, he's very good, and round two, he struggles. So Lantel... Uh, if he can avoid the water here and, and the bunkers, he's going to be in good shape. Uh, I like him to bounce back, especially after seeing the course last week. Uh, I'm a big fan. Hey, if we're talking about fairways and greens being very important this week, I thought Chez was great last week. He was just so solid all the way around that he's definitely in play. Another guy that's been so solid all the way around is Troy Merritt. Merritt was fantastic on the weekend. Uh, he was just crushing it with his irons. 
he finally started to putt well after struggling in round two with his putter for like the first time in what seems like forever because all Troy Merritt does is make putts. Um, so for him to have his iron play in really good shape, I think that at 67 uh, or yeah, 60, whatever, 100 here, he's definitely 66, definitely in play. Bern Wiesberger is 6,600. Okay, so that puts him in like the top 100 in the field, right? Or the bottom, you know, the bottom 40 of the field. He is the number 29th ranked player in the world. Do I think that Weisberger is going to win? No. Do I think that that is a fantastic value? Absolutely. Right? So if you're playing GPPs this week and you're looking for a guy that maybe wins you the milli at, at 3% own, Weisberger, I think, is your guy. He could eat. I mean, he struggled. At, there's no doubt about it. He struggled at times when he's come over. Right? But this is a guy that won three times last year on the European Tour. Three times. Uh, so... 6,600. He's got a ton of upside. Uh, you know, I think he's definitely in play. Uh, I'm surprised to see Gooch priced way down here after a very good week last week. I think he's a good play. How Tong Lee, obviously 37th year last year. He's, he's been a guy that's shown up in these big fields and the majors and the WGCs at 6,500. Definitely in play. Victor Perez is an elite iron player. Norlander is an elite iron player. Um, do I have, Oh, I don't have Schwab in here. Forgot about him. Uh, Matthias Schwab, 6,400. Maybe my favorite play of anybody down in this range, right? Uh, the guy just makes cuts. He's an elite iron player. Just like it seems like all of these Europeans that come over here um, are just really, really good iron players. So I really like Schwab. Uh, Stewie Sink at 6,100. I know some of the guys in the chat like him this week. I just can't get over that Kip Henley's is loop. Like, uh, guy drives me nuts. Um, Scrivener, another another European deadman, deadman um, makes a ton of cuts good player. Um, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, this week with that soft sort of, uh, that soft pricing, what you can do is everybody's going to like, nobody's going to touch this below seven K range, right? Because you can just build a sort of balanced lineup that feels really, really good on DraftKings and FanDuel. Now, so what you, if you are trying to, you know, be different and win a GPP, what you can do is jam in one or two guys down here that are below 7k. And now you can, now you can crush that above 9k range. You can put a bunch of guys in there, right? So you can have a real stars and scrubs lineup this week and be very different than the field. And that's, you know, in events like this, that's the sort of strategy that I like to employ is I get a lot of access to guys above that, that 9k range. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of live in this below 7k range. I'll play some guys, you know, we talked about, I really like, like Sergio. I think Louis is an interesting GPP play Horschel, but um, for the most part, like I could Finau and, and Fowler in the 8k range, right? For the most part, I could really live in this 6k range this week and, and play a ton of these guys. So, um, Definitely a, a strategy that I'm going to be employing this week. So back to Major's Challenge, right? I want to build a lineup this week in our DFS Army Hitting Bombs contest. Uh, and I am going to legitimately enter this team right now. Let me share my screen here. Bring it up again. Like, seriously, guys, I love this site. Come over, play against me, get yourself a swag bag, full free, right? Just in the setup is, like I said, the setup is so easy, right? It's about the scoring's easy. The lineup construction is super easy. It's, it's, it's fun to see, right? You get your, you know, your top tens here and cuts made. So, you know, like, so this first tier, right? Cantley, Deschambeau, Johnson, Kepka, Leishman, no. Rory, Ram, Reed, Rose, Shoffley, Webb, and 
El Tigre. So I'm going to play Webb because I don't think anybody's going to play him in this. I'm going to play Bryson. And then I'm going to get a little funky here and I'm going to play Ram. I just, I, I love the upside of Ram. I think in this contest, like you don't need, like depending again, just like everything size of contest, right? Um, if uh, I'm, I'll probably enter this lineup into all my contests, right? So in a, so I'm thinking maybe in like some of these bigger contests that I'm going to be in, a lot of people are going to flock to Tiger. I think Tiger's a great play. I think Ram's a better player right now. Uh, so that's fine. My alternate's going to be Cantlay, just in case somebody comes in. Um, group B. And, and like I said, you can go a million different uh, different ways here, right? Uh, you can play JT. You can just play the top three studs. That's easy to do, right? Group B, this is a little bit tougher, right? Now we're dealing with 20% of the field. So it's a little bit wider range, right? So like Weisberger's in here because he's 29th in the world. Um, you know, so that shows again, what sort of value you're getting uh, with him on DraftKings or FanDuel. Morikawa, definitely in Group B. He's a lock and load for me. I talked about how much I love Finau. I talked about how much I like Fowler here. Uh, and then like, do I play the block with Hovland? Cause everybody's going to play him uh, and he finished very high last week. Or do I come down here and try to get a little bit funky? I think for now, uh, for now, I'm going to get funky and play Sergio. I might. Oh, that's my alternate too. Sorry. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, but yeah, I'll fade Hovland there. I think that's fine. Group C. Uh, again, now we're dealing with the next 30% of the field. You get a Jason Day down here. That's a, I feel like that's a pretty good value. He might be somebody I'm interested in. Phil, no. Oh, this isn't a fun lane. This, oh, oh, this is not a fun group. All right, I'll play Bez. Love the guy. Um, uh, is Kokrak ever gonna be good again? Um, oh, I'll play Sabs. Yeah, Sabs seems pretty safe here. I'll play Schwabby and uh, I'll play Coco. Um, and then my alternate, I'll just throw Benny on in there. Hoofda group C is a beast this week. That's tough. I don't love, I don't love that. I might have to come back and change this after I get off the pod here. Uh, group D, you can play, you know, studs like Ernie L's. Uh, Haas is WD, don't play him. Uh, Tom Lehman's WD, don't play him. But Troy Merritt, love that play down there. Rogers is interesting here. He's got some good history. Uh, but I think I'm just going to go with the guy who really crushed it with his irons last week, Brandon Steele. Uh, I'll throw Davy Lingworth in as my alternate and hope that he never has to get in there. You probably shouldn't do that, but look at like you get access to all these golfers, right? I save my lineup. I enter my team name, DFS up North, save my team. And now I'm in perfect, right? We go to the league home. I'm probably the only guy in the field right now, right? View the field teams entered just me, right? Um, I can, now I can go over to that 250 K perfect team challenge. I can enter a team here too, get it in, uh, do the same sort of thing and get entered for a chance to win that $250,000, right? Last week it was tough. They were guys were off by about, uh, 80 points, right? So getting a perfect team is impossible. It's not impossible, right? But it's really hard to do. Um, 
So the the consolation prize is that if you get first in the contest, you you get a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. Second place is a ten dollar Amazon gift card for a free contest. Again, better than a poke in the eye of the sharp stick. But get in, join us this week. I will have the the tutorials about how to you know set up your own league, do things like that on uh, DFS Army later in the week. This week I'll, I'll record and, and go through and do a screen grab here and show you guys uh, how to do everything. Uh, on the Majors Challenge website. Because like I said, it's a lot of fun. You can play it with your friends. You don't have to be like a super stud DFS person to play on here and do well, right? You just got to know a little bit about the golfers, right? And, you know, this is something that like I could play with my wife. Like she loves golf. She uh, she might, you know, she'd be able to build a, con- build a lineup here pretty easily as opposed to like on DraftKings with trying to figure out the salaries and all that stuff. That's hard, right? Um, so it, it's so easily laid out for you. And there's pictures, right? So you can see, guys. I know Taco's girlfriend picks uh, the picks picks a lineup every week of the best looking dudes, right? So uh, again, I'm a, I'm such a big fan of the Majors Challenge website. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to play over there. I'm excited to, for them to be sponsoring this podcast. Uh, and, and again, I I really want to um, make sure that we're getting in over there and playing because, like I said, it's such like I don't. You guys know me, right? I'm the biggest, I'm the first person to call out new sites and say, nope, that's garbage. What is that? Like, I am I am the biggest skeptic in the world. And I was skeptic when when, when I was uh, approached by uh, doing stuff with Majors Challenge. But uh, like I said, I was able to play. I love it. I love the product. It's a ton of fun. And there's that live leaderboard, right? That's so fun. So like I said, this week for DFS Army, like I'm excited to be able to be in Slack and talking, you know, hopefully we have a hundred and some guys in there playing and be able to talk smack about guys' lineups, right? That's going to be a ton of fun. So get in, join the Majors Challenge contest that I'm going to have here up. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So this is going to be a really fun week. What we've got for content the rest of the week, right? So I should have all my cheat sheets up for showdown tears. Uh, what else do we have four day, right? Everything should be up tomorrow. All right. By the end of tomorrow night. Okay. Wednesday chalk donkey video where we talk about ownership. You know, last week, if you missed it, we talked about how to attack three mans and things like that. So this week we'll, we'll, we'll tackle another subject to hopefully make you guys uh, better players. Um, and then uh, taco should have the RS and the DS up tomorrow for the, for all of you who are making multiple lineups and want to do the research yourself. Uh, that should be up on taco Tuesday here. And it's going to be, uh, like I said, a great week. We'll be, I'll be around Slack. I'll be chatting. Um, so make sure that you click through, find the link, join our contest, be a winner, win that sports bet army, uh, subscription, win that swag bag. And most importantly, Come on and talk to me on here next week about golf and how you're smarter than I am. All right. So have a great week, guys. Again, shout out to majorschallenge.com for sponsoring this podcast going forward. This has been the DFS Army Hitting Bombs PGA Podcast. Got the best coaches in the game. We really ain't playing. We regroup up in the